0: Yeah, it was literally to be attractive to men. And I hate that because one, they're not that great, I've realized. I mean, they're great, but they're not like my life's purpose. And like, damn, I just wish I was happier with myself and who I am on the inside, right? Like, hair is gonna come back, but like my personality, my intelligence, my weird jokes where I try to be funny, but I'm not really funny, but I try. Like that's all more (laughs) me.
1: Welcome to another episode of Vulnerable Views. We are so excited for our guest today and our topic. We have Dariba Khan here. She is a Texas-based writer and student with work published across the spectrum of digital media. Her interests include improv, Bollywood films, and American politics. She began writing at the age of nine when she self-published horror books and distributed them among her third grade classroom. Since then, she has published fiction, nonfiction, political commentary, lifestyle writing, poetry, and comedy. She is the child of Indian and Pakistani immigrants. Dhariba graduated with her Bachelor of Science in Political Communications from the University of Texas at Austin. Additionally, she is a JD candidate at the University of Texas at Austin School of Law. Currently, Dhariba is a writer at Brown Girl Magazine. So (laughs) yeah, Dhariba, we're so happy to have you here. And today's topic, I think, is going to be really interesting. We wanted to talk about body hair specifically for women, and we thought you'd be a great guest today because... I know you actually wrote an article about this a few years ago. Um, So yeah, I'm just really curious to hear kind of your personal story with um, how you feel about body hair and maybe what, um,
2: what inspired you to write that article. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Well, thanks for having me here, guys. Um, I'm excited to speak on this topic because I'm really hairy. (laughs) And I think (laughs) that is so much of what inspired this, right? Like my 12, my 12 year old, or my 12th birthday present was straight up like getting my arms waxed like I'm not (laughs) capping and I think that that's something that follows like a lot of South Asian women specifically but you know like I'm just gonna say right like I'm not like other girls not even other girls other South Asian girls because I like and I cannot emphasize this enough I'm really hairy (laughs) and you know so that's why when I write this piece I can say with full confidence like I speak on behalf of all my sisters um that are dealing with this issue that have been dealing with this issue from a really young age so happy to be here and yeah what was so can you give us
0: like a little bit of like a I know we've read a um like kind of what the article was about and like what you focused on it was like a personal essay type piece right
2: Yeah. So, um, I actually wrote two. The first one was, um, they're both for Brown Girl magazine. Um, the first one was titled the politics of hair removal for a South Asian woman. And that was actually inspired by another article I had read, read, read by this, um, Bangladeshi author who was talking about her personal story with, um, with body hair removal. I was like about maybe like 14 at the time or something. Um, and it really resonated with me, um, Because it was just kind of my personal story about I remember always being super um, hyper aware of from a really early age that, you know, to go to swimming class and like my legs are really hairy. I'm like, oh, my God, it was to the point where I'm like standing one leg in front of the other, which isn't helping anybody because the other leg I'm using to cover the other leg is also hairy. (laughs) (laughs) So just a lot of personal experience of just feeling very like unfeminine and i think that really changed the way that i perceived myself to the point where even to this day right like i have tried all the things i've tried to delve um really deep into why it is that i feel like i have to remove my body hair and particularly facial hair um and i think it really comes down to this thing weird thing in society where i'm like okay well I know I'm like I should be removing my hair on my face because I want to look like um, hygienic is the word that comes up a lot, even though body hair is, has nothing to do with hygiene really. Um, and I think that you know those personal experiences kind of led me to write that piece. And actually, the feedback I got on that was kind of crazy. And that so many people were like, "Thank you for talking about this," because I have I feel the same exact way. Like. I'm removing this body here. I don't know why I'm doing it. I just feel like I should, but it doesn't really genuinely bother me.
0: One uh, line that spoke out, I don't remember which article it was and I read now, but it was like the closing sentence. I'm actually going to pull it up to get it. Isn't it funny how everything that is deemed feminine in society goes against everything that comes naturally to us? And I think mm-hmm. that's super profound in the sense that when you're talking about like, you know, I'm doing this, but I don't know why I'm doing this. I think a lot of it stems from that subconsciousness of society telling us that like we need to be like hairless right as women like you can have hair on your head and hair your eyebrows and like that's basically it like anything else um is seen as unhygienic and more so I would say uh unfeminine and I remember that too like so like you know have being going in a gymnastics class when I was 13 and like Just, I think, in, like, uh, looking back on it, like, I think the other girls also had hair, too, but, like, I was the only brown girl, so, like, my dark Mm -hmm. hair was, like, super visible on my legs, and, like, at the time, I just, like, I hadn't thought of removing it, but, you know, like, the looks, and you'd get, and just the way you'd feel, because you're, like, everyone Mm -hmm. else's legs are either really smooth, or, like, their hair is so light, I can't see it, and I'm over here with, like, these this brown black forest, it makes, you just feel <laughs> the really, wilderness. I don't know. Yeah, it's like, oh, the wilderness must be removed. But yeah, I, I don't even know it. There was never a moment where someone, you know, handed me a razor and said, you need to remove this, um, like on my legs or my arms or like, you know, very front and center places. But yeah, I always just kind of
1: felt ashamed. I don't know. Yeah, it's really interesting hearing both of your perspectives. It's, it's something that I actually hadn't Thought about too much until now but I realized like I'm kind of the opposite where I don't actually have that that many if any like childhood memories of even thinking about my body hair at all like I think I always just had naturally like lighter hair and also just like I guess less hair on my legs so I memories of like yeah like I was on the swim team but I don't think I ever remember even thinking about my leg hair or anything like that and so it is just interesting that it's like that's almost That's something that I just never had to deal with. And I didn't, I wouldn't have even thought about the fact that it's almost a form of privilege or something where it's like, oh yeah, like I was, you know, from a young age, maybe deemed like, oh, I'm just automatically more feminine just because I don't have hair on my legs. But it's like, that's not anything that any of us can help. Um, And then, but yeah, then I do my first real memories of, for me with like body hair was, yeah, I think in middle school, I remember my mom got me some razors and was like, if you want to start. But it was actually, I liked her approach too. So it was it was much more like, if you would like to start shaving your armpits and your legs like here, and she kind of like showed me how to do it, you know, And um, but she was very much like, don't feel like you need, she actually was almost like, you should wait as long as you can to not shave your legs if you don't feel like you need to. Or you, and, and I think she, like her hair was a little bit darker, actually. Um, she's half Mexican. And so she has like darker hair. And so she was like, I'm really jealous that you have, you know, this very fine light hair, like you don't even need to shave your legs yet. Like I can't even see the, you know, so she was almost like, hold off as long as you can. If you don't need to, like no one can even tell. But yeah, I liked her approach where it wasn't like you need to start shaving. It was just like, if this is something you want to start doing, you can. Um, And then I think I told you guys this earlier that I do have a memory of one of my friends being like, wait, you don't shave? Like I couldn't even notice you have like no hair on your legs. And, but then it weirdly made me feel ashamed because I was like, oh, should I? Is it weird that I'm not shaving yet? Like, should I be shaving just because everyone else is shaving? Even though it's not a matter of like, oh, everyone can see the hair on my legs. It's more just like to fit it. Like, I felt like I should shave to fit in almost. And so it is, yeah, like from a young age, it is like that idea that all girls are supposed to shave and all girls are, you know, and that's like something you're supposed to do. It's very interesting hearing both of your stories. because I'm like, that is just something that's so different person to person. But it's something in... I feel like in in our own different ways, we all deal with some sort of shame around body hair at some point um, as women.
2: I think it's interesting what you said about your mom kind of presenting you with that choice, because like my mom is an immigrant from India. She herself is not that hairy. OK, so I think for her, it was kind of weird because like my dad is my dad's side. I guess that's where we get it. So she started kind of noticing this about me and my sister. She was like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> so I kind of remember her feeling weird. She's like, am I like enabling this thing where like I'm not making my girls grow up too fast because I'm like, you know, taking them to like the waxing salon when they're like 14 and all this stuff. So I think that was this weird thing that she kind of struggled with where she was like, oh, like how much of this is like me pressuring them and like society pressuring them versus them actually being hairy. And I was like begging like, I promise it's just me being hairy. <laughs> and I actually remember, right? Like my eyebrows, super bad. Um and I remember it was like a day before picture day when I was like 13 or something. And I was like, I and and, and I think a lot of the guys at school had kind of made fun of me and stuff. But they were just jealous because they couldn't grow a beard and I couldn't. That's what it is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I was like, okay, I'm gonna take matters into my own hands. i had been begging my mom to help, let me get my eyebrows done, like when I turned 14, which is like if you're like if you're thinking, oh, that's pretty young. I was pretty young. Um, it was a lot, um, but I just took like a pair of safety scissors, just like lock our bathroom door. I stood over it. It was like uh, under the sea <laughs> themed. It was like blue walls. I could still see the blue fishes on the shower curtain staring at me as I was about to snip off um my unibrow I just i just took scissors and i just like slit like snipped off the middle part and i accidentally uh snipped off like half of one of my eyebrows and i'm like freaking out like oh my god i don't know what to do so i'm like basically screaming at my sister to come from downstairs um and then she just comes and she's like oh my god like what are we going to do my mom is going to kill us and my mom had promised us that you know my sister's 2 years older so she promised me that when i turn like 14 or 15, I think that she was just going to take me to the salon and we were going to do it together, like go team. And she was like, in the meantime, I wasn't supposed to take anything into my own hands. But I couldn't, I couldn't wait. <laughs> and I remember my sisters like frantically, all we had at this time is like a really old ass, like icing makeup palette. <laughs> from like icing in the bowl oh no I remember <laughs> we, those days <laughs> oh right? no where is this gonna go and then she had like all we had all we had was a sparkly shimmery black eyeshadow and she's like this is the best I can do so she's like puts a little brush in she's like <laughs> I matched my eyebrow and I'm like okay that looks fine it did not look fine I went downstairs and I'm just like kind of like trying really hard not to to lose my mind and I'm just play cool and my mom is just like really quiet and I'm like that's it it's over for me man <laughs> and surprisingly she didn't say anything um and I thought I got away with it for like almost a year and it grew back um but then I remember I was like shopping with my mom and she got me something I really wanted and I was like oh like thank you for getting me this or whatever and she's like I'm getting you this but promise me you're not gonna pull that That stuff that you've been doing. And I'm like, what is she talking about? And she's like, you know what I'm talking about. And I'm like, (laughs) I do know what you're talking about. And I'm so sorry.
0: (laughs) Sustainable. Naturally dyed. Handmade. A mother-daughter-owned brand, Thread Ivy creates intricately embroidered clothes and accessories that are plant-based and eco-friendly. From masks and purses to earrings and tops, their quality and beauty shine throughout. Purchase something today at threadivy.com. don't know if you guys like have noticed that any hair removal commercial the woman does not have hair so it's not like a hair removal commercial where the razor is sliding against a hairy leg and then you see the hair gone like the razor is sliding against a smooth leg it's like why is that razor there (laughs) and I think what that taught me subconsciously was that like body hair on women is so bad we can't even show it in a commercial Mm -hmm. that teaches you how to remove your body hair and it's like that's like the lowest of the low I mean I don't know how you guys think about that but I was just like damn like you can't even like you'll show freaking commercials about skin diseases (laughs) like this will help your psoriasis but like (laughs) you won't show
1: body hair which is completely natural like I don't know yeah that's a good point I don't think I'd even ever or I think I've seen something about that of like yeah has anyone noticed that like the before or like just when she's shaving it's already a shaven leg it's like yeah, that does send the message of, like, hair is so disgusting. We don't even, yeah, nobody even wants to see it on a commercial or on, That's like, I don't know, it's ridiculous. But.
2: And, and can you believe that, you know, we look at those commercials, they're like, whoa, that shit works. <laughs> yeah, I will buy that. <laughs> and like somebody, like a whole production team was like, yep, this is how we're going to convince people that this product works. <laughs> and we all were just like, sure. Um, no, Fari, I think that's a really good point that you make. And I've seen that myself, too. But I think that now we're kind of moving away from that because one of my Instagram ads, I think, I'm not going to say which razor because it's not sponsored, <laughs> but it was a razor company and they had, they it was like an actual hairy leg. I was like, Hey, I feel so seen right now. <laughs> but um, yeah.
0: And moving on to like razors and hair tools, can we kind of just go towards like the pink tax a little bit and like how a woman's razor is so much more expensive than a men's razor, even though they essentially do the same thing. Like, I have friends, because I, I have sensitive sort of skin, so I don't shave, I wax. I have friends who buy men's razors because they're cheaper, right? Because I don't know what it is with the pink tax, but
2: yeah. No, that, that is such a solid point. And I think that it, go, it buys into this whole, like, hair removal, you know, to be feminine um, idea. Because you'll notice that even if you go to any of the razor like body sections, like shaving creams, like for guys, it's like all super black. Mountain forest hiking boots. (laughs) And for girls, it's like, oh, hydra silk and all these like really feminine like butterflies on a razor package. I'm like, Yeah. (laughs) Is this a little is this necessary? Um but I think that in some way definitely subconsciously enforces this idea that, oh, like, this is what girls do. This is how to be a girly girl. This is how to be wanted and, uh, you know, desired almost. But, yeah, mm. save your money, y'all. Buy men's razors. That's a good point. I think I'm going to start doing that. Yeah. I've kind of been buying into the seven-blade uh, <laughs> hydration coating. <laughs> oh, <laughs>
0: those, yeah. Uh, yeah, and it's just it's so expensive because I feel like even hair removal, right? Getting it done consistently because like you don't need to have any appearance of like a mustache or like you know weird quote unquote some doing air quotes body hair. It's, it's sad, but I remember when the pandemic first hit, like the first thing I thought when we went to like lockdown was like I can't go get my eyebrows threaded. Like I was like, when will I be able to go get my eyebrow? And then I bought a tool to like remove my mustache because. I haven't been to like you know a salon in a year and even if I did I don't want someone touching my mouth I don't want my mouth near someone Mm -hmm. else right because germs Mm -hmm. everywhere but yeah so I bought this little thingy that like takes off my mustache for me which is great but then it's like I have to remind myself to do it every like three weeks and then like plan it around like not that much is happening in a pandemic but I'm like all right if I'm gonna go like see someone socially distant like well actually maybe now that I said out loud, maybe I can get away with not doing my mustache because we're all wearing
2: face masks anyways. <gasps> I just saved money, it's true. <laughs> there you go. No yeah. one will ever see it. <laughs> yeah, no, I feel that. I think that was one of also one of the first things that I thought. I was like, so I, I think this is a shared experience amongst a lot of South Asian girls, but it's like our eyebrow lady is just like this auntie that has a room in her in her house <laughs> with a curtain. <laughs> <laughs> and they just kind of go there, and they do the thing for like five dollars a pop. I I had my most vulnerable moments in some random basement in some auntie's house. <laughs> um, but I think again, yeah, when the pandemic hit, that was also one of my first thoughts. I was like, my sideburns, like my chin, my neck, my mustache, my eyebrows. Like, what am I gonna do? <laughs> and I think that I actually used that time to learn how to thread. <laughs> So definitely saving a lot of money there. But um I kinda I kinda wanted to ask you guys something. So and I think about this a lot and I don't know if I have a good answer, but why do you guys remove your body hair? If you do.
1: No, that's a good that's actually something I've been pondering more lately too, I think. Um and then yeah, getting ready to do this podcast, I was like, why do I do that? And I think so actually for me, okay. (laughs) I feel like all my stories, I'm like, I don't want to be like, yeah, I'm just so lucky because I have no hair and blah, blah, blah But, like... <laughs> yeah, that's, that's so
0: true. I
1: mean, it's, the, the flip side of it is, like, I'm sure, like...
0: Or, yeah, we'll answer three of his questions. But, I mean, like, the flip side of it is, like, do you have insecurities about not having, mm. like, as... Not, maybe not insecurities, it's a strong word. But, like, do you wish you had, like, thicker, I don't know, hair on your head or something? I don't know if I've ever asked you that, but...
1: Yeah, no, I think I actually am one of those weird people who I've never... I've literally never gotten my eyebrows... My eyebrows are just, like... This is just my eyebrows. <laughs>
2: like, <laughs> Hold up. Whoa. Hold up. I'm sorry.
0: Wait, really? <laughs> yeah. You guys, I've not. I've known Shelly for years. I've never. Oh my God, Shelly, yeah. your eyebrows have always been so good. <laughs> and that's oh, an internal thought I've had every time I see you. I'm really? Like, eyebrows? Wow. Yeah, that's why I'm like staring at, we're on video too, guys. I like, but like, <laughs>
1: like, yeah, I mean, they're <laughs> oh not super God, dark. That's but natural? Yeah. yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I know. That's why I'm like, I'm going to be really, but yeah, I've like, I've been able to s- Save a lot of money, I think, where I'm like, oh, yeah, I don't have – I've never – yeah, never gotten my eyebrows done, never – yeah, mustache, I've never had that. Um, yeah, I've literally never even gotten waxed anywhere. Like, I just shave my legs, I shave my armpits. And I would – I think my most insecure area is, like, the bikini line, like, down there – shaving down there. Um, mm-hmm. And that's, like – the that's, like – I have the most memories of feeling – insecure about that and feeling like and with that I think I've done a lot of a lot of reflection on that and like that was definitely more for men like for like if I was dating someone I felt like is he not going to like like is he I'm supposed to shave down there I'm supposed and that's like a whole other topic too is like you're supposed to be yeah literally hairless everywhere which is not realistic um but yeah I have a lot of memories of feeling like what should I be doing with that should I be yeah should I be waxing should I be getting hair removal, like that's like the only area where I've really felt that insecurity and where I've, and then, yeah, talking about the products too. It's like, there's so many products for, for what to, you know, how to shave down there or how to, or like different products to make it not uncomfortable after you shave or, or like, Mm -hmm. yeah, getting, yeah, bikini wax and all that kind of stuff, which is, I think now I can really reflect and realize like, yeah, a lot of it has been just wanting to appear feminine or appear more desirable to men which I it like bothers me that that's the case but I'm like that is just honestly that's what it is it's like to me I feel like oh everyone does this everyone does some sort of maintenance down there at least so I can't just be completely natural because then what if the person I'm dating is like yeah it goes back to like the hygienic thing too which is like it's not even unhygienic to have hair down there there's nothing like (laughs) there's nothing unhygienic about it but we are I think told like that it's not as hygienic to have a bush or whatever. And it's like, that's literally <laughs> just our natural, that's our natural like state. Like there's nothing wrong with, as long as you're washing, you know, showering and stuff. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> that's a whole other thing. But yeah. But yeah, so to answer your question, Dereva, I, I feel like for me, a lot of, I've realized a lot of the reason why I do shave and remove hair is, is to appear attractive to men. And that's something that I've had to really like think about a lot and and kind of wrestle with because I I do consider myself a feminist and I'm very like mm-hmm. I should ha- I should be able to you know my ideal man should love me no matter what my hair looks like or what or whatever but it's like it's just been so drilled into us around dating and sex specifically is like women are, you're supposed to be hairless and he might not find you attractive if you're not and it's like it makes yeah it actually makes me very Angry when I start really thinking about it, but but yeah, and I, th- I would say it's mostly that, and I would think probably the second highest or like the second motivation is just other women probably like wanting other women to not judge me if they're like
2: if they mm-hmm. notice that my
1: legs look hairy or they notice that um like I didn't shave my armpits or that, like a lot of that is like especially yeah if I'm hanging out with a group of friends I guess pre pandemic like or going swimming going to the beach it's like. Oh, I don't want my girlfriends even to like think I don't look good. So it's it's a weird thing of like I would say, yeah, a combination of of appearing attractive to men, but also to other women almost and wanting like them to think I look beautiful or something. Um so yeah. It isn't that's a really good question though. I think it's something that I didn't think about for a long time. I think it was just it was just like, oh, obviously I need to shave my legs and armpits and I need to do these things to, but it is interesting when you really start thinking about, like, but why? Why is it, you know? Yeah, I'm curious to hear, like, what, you, what y'all's answers to that are, too. Yeah, no, I mean, as you were saying it,
0: as much as I, like, hate to admit it right now, I'm cringing, but that's, like, why I started. Like, after that 16-year-old, like, threading appointment, I was like, never again. This shit hurts so bad, it's not worth it. Because I, I don't even think I truly realized like, what the benefit from it would be. Mm-hmm. Um other than like it was something I needed to do though, right? That was presented to me. And so I didn't do my mustache either. So your girl had a mustache and hairy eyebrows in my high school graduation photo, because I was like, I just did not care. But I remember in college, it's like I hate this, but I remember in college I was sad over some dumb boy because boys are dumb and we are even dumber sometimes. And I remember my like friend in air quotes, because I'm like, I don't know how good of a friend you were if you were telling me this. Or maybe she was just also under the influence of society. But she was like well, like, maybe if you start doing your eyebrows and your upper lip, like, he'll like you, or, like, boys will like you, Oh, my God. Yeah. She, I remember she compared it to, she was like, it's like getting into medical school. You have to have a good application to get it.
1: (laughs) No. (laughs) Yeah.
0: So, I mean, I was being told, like, I needed to clean up parts of myself, um, Mm. and maybe I would be more attractive, and that's, like, that can contribute to a longer conversation that went too much on this podcast about how I went from like being kind of this, like, like I was clean and I was feminine in my own way. Don't get me wrong. I still wore makeup and stuff. It was just looking back. It it was a little funny to see me try to like do mascara and lipstick. And then there was this mustache on top of it. And like, you know, it was, it was an interesting dichotomy, but um, yeah. So I remember I like, I bought, yeah, I removed my hair. I bought new clothes. That's a whole other story that was stupid, but yeah, it was literally to be attractive to men. And I hate that because, one, they're not that great, I've realized. I mean, they're great, but they're not, like, my life's purpose. And, like, damn, I just wish I was happier with myself and who I am on the inside, right? Like, hair's going to come back, but, like, my personality, my intelligence, my weird jokes where I try to be funny, but I'm not really funny, but I try. Like, that's all more... <laughs> me that hair is it almost reminds me of we had a guest on here a couple episodes back a few episodes back Jules Weber and she was talking about this concept of the self and like loving yourself and I don't remember exactly the context but there was one point where she said if I lose an arm am I still me right like how much of your physical self is part of your actual self like well wow. if you lose an arm or a leg you know you're still you right there's that essence that part of you inside and I think Um, obviously this is a podcast focused on like body hair and the outward but I think what's been what was hard for me was like needing to come to that realization that like my inside is so much more important than any outside right and like especially as someone who waxes so like I am not always hairless I have to like let the hair grow out and then get a wax so like there are times when I will have hair on my arms or hair on my legs and like I'm like oh I shouldn't wear this dress because like my legs are like little hairy like I should wear it next week after like I'm waxed and clean and like I'm kind of just starting to move out of that just being like this is natural you know obviously I have my own like balance and limitations you don't want leg hair long enough that you can braid it because like that's just how you're gonna walk you know but um (laughs) (laughs) just like thinking that but yeah just being more comfortable with my body because this is who I am this is natural Ever had a shampoo bottle leak during a trip? Well, that won't happen anymore with Cadence. Cadence capsules are designed to bring everything, from face wash to small jewelry, with you. With their soft edges and wide mouths, they're pretty enough to put on your desk, yet strong enough to be tossed around in your duffel bag. They're also magnetic, sticking to each other for easy transportation, while still safe enough to have around computers and credit cards. What I love most are the customizable labels. You can write anything you want on the bottom of your capsule, making it unique to your lifestyle. Check them out today at KeepYourCadence.com.
2: I think I like super resonated with so much of what you both said because it's so weird. It's like we're having this conversation. We know that the amount of hair on our legs or arms doesn't define us and it's not who we actually are. But when I, you know, and there's been times where I'm like, fuck it, like I'm not gonna, um, I'm not gonna shave my legs. I'm gonna wear these pants that ride up a little. And it's also interesting because I'm I'm like a modest dresser, so I don't really show much of my body anyway. But like when, for example, my pants will like ride up and you can see my shin and it's really hairy i made that conscious decision to like I, I decided i'm not gonna care but i'll be like sitting with a group of friends and i'll be super self-conscious and i'll be like oh my god i need to shift my i need to move my knee down like i need to cover this this is so embarrassing in the moment that's what happens to me it's like i get kind of possessed <laughs> i don't know what's up with that um i mean also it's like again like we know these things but for some reason when I see other girls and, you know, I mean, I'm a hypocrite in that way because when I see other girls with like maybe underarm hair, I'm like, I'm kind of like weirdly feeling bad for them. Like, I'm like, Oh, like that's not, I don't know what it is. It's so weird. And, and I think Mm -hmm. after I wrote um, those articles, there was like this weird thing that kind of followed me in my life where I was, I felt like a hypocrite. Um, I'm since I'm, since I was like, 15 I've had to go get my eyebrows done every two weeks and then in the one week period in between my hair facial hair will start growing back within like a week or uh three four days sometimes so I just kind of like thread threaded myself or take care of it myself and then I'll like go see someone and I have probably I dropped so much money <laughs> so too much money on this I've also like tried every single method like the little flawless shavers like those uh, tinkle razors. Um, I recently got an epilator which has actually done the job for me but um, and I could talk a little bit about that later too <laughs> um, but again it is this weird thing where there's two parts of me. One part of me is like who cares like I don't care why am I doing this and I and part of me knows that. I'm like oh I just like how it looks but I'm like okay, but why do I like how it looks? I'm like, yeah, it is my choice, but why is this the option that I'm going with? And again, I think that really does just come back to being perceived as like attractive by men, but also not wanting to feel judged by women because I notice myself, despite knowing the things that I know and feeling the way that I feel about body hair, I'm still noticing that I like weirdly pity people that have like you know underarm hair, and like they might not care; they're happy with it. But I feel that way, even when it comes to my own body. So it's like this weird internalized shame. Have you guys ever experienced mm-hmm. anything like that? Yeah, yeah. gang.
0: Say, <laughs> no, like I a hundred percent have that. Where it's 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 so hypocritical. But yeah. I remember like I saw. Like, seeing a girl, like, I saw a girl wearing, like, a dress up to her knees, and she had, like, leg hair, and she had dark leg hair and or a good amount, and I remember I was, like, ooh, and then I was, like, you hypocrite, like, immediately afterwards, I was, like, you know, and and at some point she voiced it, she was just, like, I think it was, like, maybe it was, like, an Instagram post and she'd written a caption with it, she was just, like, yeah, like, I don't want to shave and, like, I'm beautiful anyways, so what the heck, and, like, that That feminist logical part of me is like, yeah, you go, girl. Mm -hmm. You wear what you want. Don't cave to the establishment. It's going to make you pay $8 for a pink razor with seven blades and hydration technology and and crap. But then that other part of me that's been, like, taught to shame Ed is like, ew, it's not smooth. And then I'm like, (laughs) damn, because I don't want to be Big Ed and Rose from 90 Day Fiancé, for those of you who followed that, where he was like, like, they slept together, and the next day he was like, your legs are prickly. Could you shave it? And she just, like, gives him this look that's, like, excuse me, sir? Like, what? Because, yeah, like, no one should have that, like, no one should, I mean, okay, I say that, and, like, I'm not gonna lie, I like it when my man friend has a beard. I'm, like, I like, mm-hmm. I like your beard. Can, can that come back? Can that happen? <laughs> um, you know, so I guess, like, you can have preferences, but then also it's, like, it's his body, you know, obviously he can do whatever he wants mm-hmm. with it. Yeah, there's a lot of internalized shame. It's, like, as much as I feel like it's a woman's choice and it doesn't affect our beauty, if I see a woman with, like, armpit hair, I mean, it, like, get grossed out. And, Yeah. I mean, to, like, to be honest, though, guys with armpit hair gross me out, too. That's facts. Like, I just, like, that. I just think it's gross on anyone. Stinky but on that's also, guys. <laughs> okay, but, yeah, but then it's, like, am I a
2: hypocrite then? Right? Yeah. I don't know. It's... There's some hard feelings in this
0: conversation, yeah.
2: I personally find myself more attracted to guys that are more hairy because I'm like, oh, chest hair, masculinity.
0: Dude, right? But then are we hypocrites?
1: Yeah. Like, what's wrong with us?
2: Shelly, what what about you?
0: Do you like hairy men?
1: Yeah, I think... No, No, I do too. I I think it is... Yeah, I just was sitting here realizing, like... Yeah, actually, I think that it is... I don't think it's necessarily hypocritical, but I think it ties back into society's kind of view of what's feminine and what's masculine. Because, like, I think a good example is a lot of guys will either get shit or they will, like, make fun of themselves if they can't grow facial hair. Like, if they're like, oh, I can't grow a beard, I can't grow. And it's, like, I think there's something that's tied in with you're not as masculine if you can't grow facial hair. And I think it applies to body hair, too. It's, like, if a man is, like, complete, like, natural... Like, some men just don't have any chest hair. They don't have... Like, they just... They can't grow a beard as much. Um, Yeah, I do find myself thinking like, like yeah. Now that I'm thinking about, it, I'm like, oh, I do. I like a man who can grow nice facial hair and who has some like I like kind of like chest hair on a guy and like, and then it's like yeah, it is interesting. So I'm like, I do find myself almost having these automatic thoughts of like, oh, if he's totally hairless, like that's kind of weird or like that's like, oh, he's not as manly if he can't like, oh, you can't even grow a beard like. And then it's but it is (laughs) but then it's like it is kind of like oh, I wouldn't want a guy saying the opposite towards, or thinking the opposite towards me of like, oh, why is she, you know, yeah, so I I guess it does feel a little bit hypocritical, but I think, yeah, I feel like the bigger picture is like, why does, why has society kind of put these masculine or feminine things on something that's just, nobody can help. Yeah, it's just, it's the same as like, oh, I happen to be born someone who doesn't have naturally a lot of hair on my body. And like some men are the same way. Some men just don't, yeah, their bodies just don't grow as much hair and then the opposite is true also and um but yeah, then I think I I definitely can relate to like I used to do a lot of yoga classes and stuff and there are I feel like there's kind of this community especially in Austin of like um which I'm totally like yeah, you guys go, but like a lot of like yoga teachers I've noticed a lot of female yoga teachers will have will not shave their armpits. So like I've definitely been in yoga classes where like they're leaving – you know, they're doing the poses. And I'm, I I definitely notice. I'm like, oh, they are they have armpit hair. And, yeah, I kind of have a similar reaction to what you guys mentioned where I'm like, oh, I would – like, I feel like my first thought is like, oh, I would never do that. Or like, oh, I would never be able to, to do that. But they obviously are confident and, and fine with it. They're leading a yoga class being like, here's my armpit hair. And, um, but yeah, it is just interesting So I'm like – theoretically, I'm like, that's awesome. Like, you should – not feel pressured to remove body hair if you don't want to but then yeah there is this internalized thing of like that's gross or like that's like that doesn't look as good or like for me I wouldn't do that because that would make me look worse in my own eyes maybe so maybe it's like a projection thing of like that's good for you but for me I need to look pretty and feminine and I need to not have
2: hair on my armpits (laughs) like I don't know it is interesting though. And back to Shelly's point, right? Like, it's so weird because I, with like the yoga teacher, for example, like this time while you're in yoga class, you're like supposed to be, you know, focusing and you keep thinking about it. And that same thing happened to me. I was at JCPenney and I saw this girl who had like purple armpit hair and I was just like, first of all, whoa, I want that. (laughs) But second of all, I just couldn't stop thinking about it. I was like, I wonder why she's doing that. Like, why it's so hot? Like, it probably smells bad. Like, you know, like, I just kept thinking about it. And I was like, why do I care so much? (laughs) And I don't don't know why I care so much. Yeah. (laughs) It's all internalized.
1: Yeah, it's just like, it feels like every single part of being a woman is like, here's these things that you need to change about yourself, or like these reasons why your natural self is not, good enough you know um and then it's like yeah it's just interesting it's like who decides what is in fashion with yeah body hair body size um clothing hair yeah hair parts (laughs) like it's just like some I feel like it's just like someone decides it and then suddenly it's like oh that's what's cool now um
2: and it is crazy like why do we have to surgically remove or fix parts of our bodies? you know, like, waxing hurts like a beep. Uh, you can add a real beep there. <laughs> uh, threading your eyebrows is so painful, yet we're voluntarily driving to these places to get it done. And, and when, I'm, when I get my eyebrows done, when I get my face threaded, I legitimately feel reborn. And I don't know what it is. What is that feeling? Is it conditioning? Like, maybe we just do like how we look um, without hair on our faces, which is fine. But I know for a fact that the reasons why I do it are because I'm like, oh, like, society will respect me more. I'll be more desirable. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's like when you were talking about the body washes. It's like smooth, silk, soft skin. Like, we're supposed to be this, like, I don't know. We're literally supposed to be soap. Like, completely smooth and slippery. Even from, I'm going to go, like, on a bridge and, like, drive it off the cliff here. Like, even from just this, like, smooth and passive and molds to the man and, you know. I'm really getting to the soap analogy. I don't know. <laughs> I just can't. I'm like, yes, Not every normal. time people talk to us, we get smaller and smaller. The patriarchy forces us down. Wow. Um, <laughs> <so> I'm going to write a poem on this. I am a
1: bar of dove soap.
0: Slowly. Rupee in the cut.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like we've talked a lot about kind of the awareness, bringing more awareness to this. So, Dream, I'm curious um, if you have any tips for, like, once someone is you know, has become more aware about, okay, this is a problem um, that we have in our society. And maybe they're wanting to try to think of ways to kind of either be aware about it or just, or almost like combat kind of the patriarchal (laughs) standards and all of that. Do you have any tips for people?
2: Yeah, sure. I think the biggest thing is definitely like judging don't judge other people or like if you notice yourself doing it very very much to push yourself to ask okay why do i think this is so weird why am i so disgusted by this like what is the big deal um and when i say don't judge i mean also don't judge yourself like ask yourself okay why am i like have an honest conversation with yourself why do i feel like i have to remove this am i okay with that is it worth all the time that it takes me is it worth my sanity is it worth all the time that i take beating myself up about it um Mm -hmm. Another thing is, like, don't be so hush-hush about it. Like, if we treat it like a dirty secret, it's going to be a dirty secret. The stigma will follow it forever. And obviously, you don't want other people to go through the same thing that you're going through, where it's, like, you've been through in in childhood where you, like, have to question your femininity and your self-worth just because you have, leg hair. It's ridiculous to say out loud. But I feel like because people don't say it out loud, we don't realize how ridiculous it is. Um, another thing is, like, bringing it up, a a part of that is bringing it up with boys. (laughs) It's weird to say out loud, but I have two little brothers, and, like, I know, you know, like, Bollywood, we watch a lot of Bollywood movies as a family, and, like, all movies, really, but I think more so Bollywood movies promote this idea of, like, woman is, like, completely hairless, perfectly toned bodies, glowing skin, all of that, and I think that, like, leaving my arms here and like talk talking about this stuff with my brothers has made them more aware members of society and they get that okay like just how all men don't have six packs and women don't expect them to all women don't have flat tummies and men shouldn't expect them to because of based off what they see and on social media and i think filters and whatnot make that stuff especially hard so just like being transparent about it and and talking about it if you feel comfortable and I hope that this conversation for me personally isn't one of those things where I'm like, yeah, be standards, good talk, good talk. And then the next week I'm like, oh my God, I'm going back. I'm a monster. <laughs> like, I feel like I had written these think pieces and I'm like, oh my God, yeah, that's society. That's not me. But also just like having a serious conversation with myself and just really being more intentional about everything that I do
1: Well, Dreve, it's been so great having you. I'm so glad you joined us to talk about this topic. And before we go, um, is there anything that you wanted to share with our listeners? Anything that you've been working on or um, anything else you want to mention before
2: we go? Yeah, sure. So thanks so much for having me, guys. I definitely uh, took away so many good things to think about from this conversation. And I hope that all your listeners are Feeling as inspired as I am. (laughs) Uh, I just wanted to plug Brown Girl Magazine's anthology. It's called Untold, Defining Moments of the Uprooted. Uh, You can pre-order it at browngirlmagazine.com. It's just a collection of around 30 stories from uh, South Asian women and allies um, discussing identity, being, relationships, and all that good stuff. My piece, Home, is in there about my dad's immigrant story. Um, And I really hope you'll check it out.
1: Awesome. Yeah, it sounds great. And if you guys want to uh,
2: follow Dariba
1: on social media, you can find her at Dariba Khan on Instagram and Twitter. And if you want to check out her really old, super unupdated, as she (laughs) puts it, (laughs) blog, um, that is beingdariba.weebly.com. So yeah, thank you so much. It was so awesome having you today.